Alright. Oh, wait. I gotta set your guys' audio up. Good thing I... They can't hear us? Nope, they can't. Like, uh, Bam! Oh, Say something. Okay, good. Now they can hear you. Yeah. Oh, cook. Oh, shucks. In this episode of the Red Eye Report, we discuss gun control. Kind of. We suffer enormous casualties in our own personal battles for mature adult interaction, and as usual, we come last because we care. With me this week is the all-seeing Oracle. Oracle is now a kept man. Boo! Yeah, yeah. yeah, it happened. Next to him, it did. Next to him is the soot-covered ashtray. He hasn't been married in a while, and I'm assuming that's why he can afford coke and a steady bar diet. But yep. he can't afford a goddamn <laughs> air conditioner, dude. Oh, I have one. 2022. Stop splashing gold bond on your junk every time it gets a little muggy. Okay, I got one. I just like a jungle. Hey, don't don't hate on gold bond because that shit works. Yeah, <laughs> right. It does. I mean, really. You've also got a fluffy teddy bear. Speaking of cocaine. <laughs> yep. Teddy's on it. Last and least, Action. I'm the mystic. I'm not on it. Oh, did you run out? Did you run out? <clears throat> no, I still got some. Oh. <laughs> Last and least, I'm the mystic. I don't have any coke, unfortunately. <laughs> and in the immortal words of Ray, fucking way she goes. And this is the red. Way she goes, way boys. Way she goes. Way she right. goes. Tonight, good guys with guns kind of quickly turned oh. into vigilantes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got to do... Pause for the cause. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's right. right. And this week's pet at the Dane County Humane Society is uh, old Jeffrey Jetpack. Jeffrey. Kitty who uh, really likes to get the zoomies on in the middle of the night. Jeffrey. (laughs) Fucking Jeffrey. God damn it. To Jeffrey. To Jeffrey. May your jetpack never run out of fuel. Oh yeah, we we need to do a shot too, right? Oh yeah. All right, in honor of Oracle. Here's here's to the bee that stung the bull that got the bull of bucking. Here's to Eve that ate the fruit that got the world of fucking. I saved uh, this. Where'd you learn that, Teddy? A buddy of mine, Will. He had a he had all these he had he he got every time he wanted to take a shot he had he always had a bunch of them. It was fucking. Hmm. Oh really? Yeah. Sounds like a douchebag. <laughs> he's he's a pretty no, he's a pretty cool fucking douchebag. Okay, Is he right? all right. <laughs> Jerry, take yours. You some bitch. No, I, yeah. I've got it right here. I forget. Oh. All right, let's your, do it. Your uh, stupid uh, green screen. Stop block. talking to drink. Uh, right. <laughs> Jesus, be smoking and be passing, bro. You said you can't do both. I can. Jesus Christ. No, you quite clearly cannot. Yeah, I really can. <laughs> so apparently the puppy got to uh, got to the paper towel. <laughs> All right. That's what we're talking about here at the Red Eye Report. Fucking All puppies. Right. All right. Now I'm ready. Well, I just Thanks. Open it, you fucking fucking lickety shit. split. Was that the last of that bottle? No, I still have another one. Yeah, there you go. Nurse it. There we go. All right, all right. So I found the actual article written September 25th, 1989 about uh, – anyway, the initial, before we even start this, let's mm-hmm. talk yeah. Give us a base. about why I thought of this. So those kids that were slaughtered in their fucking elementary school, mm-hmm. 
and the cops just stood by and did fucking nothing. Right. So I'm like, eh, where are the I, you know, where are the fucking stories about people that took that shit into their own hands? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because at this point, it isn't about guns anymore. Uh, Everyone has them. Good guys you kind guns. of have to fucking just defend your own shit. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's what it's coming down to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, defend your house. Well, <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately, it's like everyone now feels like I got to carry a gun because there's so many guns out there. Right. right. That's what I'm saying. That's, so that's exactly the that's, reason why that's, that's so America. Let's fucking, so let's that's lean it. into it. So let's lean into this shit. September 25th, 1989. Tacoma, Washington. Now, a little preface. Tacoma was being overrun by Crips. Mm. They saw an opportunity to bring drugs up there from California, get rid of it in Tacoma, make some cash right so they moved in on this block and here's the story i'm just gonna read the article because it's actually it's kind of funny to see how shit was written in 1989 a group of off-duty army rangers engaged in a wild gun battle with drug dealers in the neighborhood where one of the soldiers lives more than 100 rounds were fired but no injuries were reported and the only people arrested were two of the suspected drug dealers who were charged with assault and weapons offenses The gun battle erupted late Saturday evening in the hilltop area of Tacoma, a rundown neighborhood police have said is being taken over by drug dealers and gang members, in quotations. Wait, no, that's not. A group of soldiers was helping to defend the residence of Staff Sergeant William Folk, a 12-year Army uh, man who vowed Sunday... (laughs) That's how it was written. A 12-year Army man. 12-year Army man. That he would not leave his home without a fight. (laughs) To the point. I think what happens now is we go up to Ash Street and clean them out, Police Sergeant Sam Thrall said. We have a real concentration of bad guys there, and the neighborhood has finally clashed with them face-to-face. The fact that nobody got hurt is kind of amazing. That's a fucking actual quote from a goddamn police sergeant in 1989. Well, I mean, five people against another group of of, of Crips, and 100 rounds are fired. Nobody's hurt? There was 10 to 15 Rangers. Um, Oh, okay. And they probably the, uh, weren't trying to kill them. They were probably they just saying, they even, right. They even said that. They were, they, they, right. they really? okay. that's what I'm saying. They're good enough. A marksman, right. you know what I mean? They were fucking special operators that they, they, so here's what happened. Folks said he and a few Ranger friends were threatened while having a barbecue Saturday. And he called more army friends to come over between 10 and 15 Rangers arrived armed with a variety of personal weapons. Uh, he said, we took up defensive postures, but we, but we were attacked from the front and rear. Folk 32 assigned to the 2nd Ranger Battalion at Fort Lewis for the past three years said Sunday that he counted seven bullet holes in the front of his home and a similar number in the front of his neighbor's home. I'm not so much afraid as I am frustrated, he said. I've spent, I've sent my wife out of the area, but they are going to have to drag me out of here because I am not going to leave without a fight. You badass motherfucker. Folk said he bought a boarded-up home to restore about two years ago because the neighborhood appeared to be in transition. But over the last six months, he said drug dealing on his street has become worse, with transactions taking place on sidewalks and gang members displaying weapons and harassing longtime residents. So, uh, yeah. So, actually, nobody was actually injured as far as they know. Uh, hmm. The Rangers, the, in an interview later, the Folk guy we said buried that— the bodies. Yeah, right. The folk guy said that he knows for sure that he hit one of them uh, in the chest. He doesn't know necessarily where. He said the guy ran off. So, like, I I have a feeling a few of them got fucking got pegged and took off because they only apprehended two 
at the scene that had like flesh wounds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were going to live. Um, but yeah, so that's example number one. So that's the example of a good like, guy with a gun. It's it, 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 this turned into vigilanteism. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, the, and, and it sounds like the police were just like, "All right." Yeah, Thanks, right, finally. Guys. Well, that <laughs> quote where he's like, they should go in there and wipe them out. Like, well, that's the thing is, <laughs> can't uh, say I, was that reading, today. I was reading uh, some history about the city at that point. There was the, uh, the mayor of Tacoma was like really into like nonviolent fucking blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And these crypts yeah, like knew that. So shit. they just fucking went ape shit. Mm-hmm. The cops mm-hmm. couldn't really do anything because they were hands, you know, their hands were hamstrung tied. by the mayor. So this was kind of they actually considered this like the turning point in Tacoma's history because now they have laws on the books uh, for gang violence and shit. Yeah. Like they have specific laws to take care of shit like that because of this. I had a turning point in Tacoma. Actually, I was uh, yeah. You became yeah. a crip. Yeah. Well, I was. Um, you the crip walk. <laughs> I was pumping gas in Tacoma. And um, Pete Carroll, actually, the head coach for the uh, Seattle Seahawks, came out. And, I, man, I I really could have changed. Like he was pumping gas, too, or what? I I don't know if he pumped gas, but he came out of the the fucking gas station. And, man, I should have just punched that dude in the stomach. (laughs) I could have. Could have sol- could have solved Dude, a lot of problems for the Steve Packers. Carol. That was some that was some old white guy Dude. who gets punching his stomach all the time because he looks just hey, like Steve old, Carol. Old, old, old <laughs> white guys all look the same to you, Teddy. Yeah, right. Man, yeah. I, I can tell if somebody's Pete they Carroll. They look like the dad not. from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all look like Steve Martin. <laughs> okay, so the second second example is, uh, and I think Ashtray knows about this: the L.A. riots. Oh yeah. Um, the Korean Americans oh, in in the LA riots. So I'm not going to read this one. This is it's it's well written, but it's pretty fucking dramatic. Yeah. Give us your so, version of it. Basically, the riots started. Um, and a preface to this is that a Korean shop owner had shot a ca- uh, a kid that was oh, stealing really? from him, like a couple months before it. So like yeah, like a 14 year old black of this girl. Or shit, yeah, all of this shit was like building. Like these black people, because these Koreans came to the U.S. in the seventies, uh, and basically bought up shops and land in ghettos. You know, and that's where mm, the, yeah, like, cheap uh, ghettos. So they opened shops thing. there. And now this whole thing happened with this guy that shot this fucking little this this black girl, and the you know the black people obviously were fucking pissed. So when the riots happened, they saw this as an opportunity. Um, so basically, they were being like the the Asian shops, the Koreatown was being fucking just destroyed, like mm-hmm. looting constantly for like mm-hmm. a day, day and a half. One of the guys was like, "Fuck this!" So he started shooting back, like just up in the air, you know what I mean, and realized that they run off when that happens. So he got again called up, fucking friends. He was a, a former Korean, South Korean Marine. Mm-hmm. So, like, he knew how to handle weapons. Called up his buddies. They fucking brought over whatever guns they had. And for three and a half straight days, while the cops couldn't do anything or didn't want to because, you know, yeah. it's fucking going into the ghetto, mm-hmm. they defended their fucking property. 
Uh, and they, I got apparently no one was hurt. I can't really imagine that that's true. Oh hell, no, no one was right. hurt. Yeah, the, right. The Koreans, well, the Koreans said that they yeah. we were firing firing in the air. Bullshit. Oh yeah, bullshit. Oh, no. bullshit. There's video of um, <laughs> that one guy. I pegged the darky in the leg. <laughs> um, I mean the stat I remember was that in total after the like two and a half, three days was um like fifty two people died. God I'm sure damn. some of those I'm were talking being... just the Korean town. I'm not talking right. all the riots. No, sure, but I'm <laughs> I I'm what I'm saying is some of those 52 probably were in Koreatown. Oh, I'm sure they were. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, but the... this one, this article said that it, there's believed to be no deaths, you know, straight from them shooting at them, you know. But who knows? Yeah. What mm. are you uh, reading from the Korean Sun? No, no, this CNN. is a CNN. <laughs> fucking, you know, oh. super Korean fucking <laughs> publication. Oh, yeah. Korean, Korean owned. owned by Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so there's numero dos. And then uh, I got the super reliable all that is interesting dot com. The, uh, definitely ooh. the best one, man. Vetted. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Gold standard. Yeah, cited the, by New York Times. The the Queen gives her uh, blessing. <laughs> yeah. It's actually. Oh, wow. that is interesting. So what'd you get? God we damn it. Hold on. I'm right here. No, 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 lost place. I gotta go back to the <laughs> fucking stuck first stuck goddamn Bell, page. Yeah. No, there's lost this fucking... Place. So I was super drunk in L.A. Um, coming back from uh, an Immortal concert one time. Immortal. And, yeah, right. and I I ended up uh, in Koreatown, <laughs> and the we my buddy uh, Scott and I we were there, and we, I mean we're just wasted. She you gave us this. Paint and shit or what? I wasn't wearing corpse paint, but I, I'm sure I was wearing some fucking stupid ass t-shirts and shit. But you know she she's giving us this soup to like recoup us and. She actually, she's like, I'll call you taxi. I'll call you taxi. And it was this relative of hers just shows up with a crown Vic and picks us <laughs> up in like a random car. Got us to where we needed to go. Like everything was, it, it was a very, you could tell it's a very tight knit community right. where they solve their own problems, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. They've got yeah. everything in place where they, they can, all the services and everything that they need. Kind of a cool little glimpse. So, Mother Korea. So, okay. So, in this article, or it's not really an article. It's just a list of uh, vigilantes. It's, most of them are just, you know, guys that, I killed my daughter's fucking, you know, killer or some shit like that. And uh, this dude, I actually never heard this story. On March 16th, 1984, uh, this guy killed his son's kidnapper. So, this guy fucking kidnapped their kid and took him to LA. He was a 25 year old karate instructor in Baton Rouge named Jeff Doucette. Uh, he had the complete trust of his young students and their parents, but that truth was that trust was horrifically shattered on February 19, 1984 when Doucette took the 11, took 11 year old Jody Plouch on what was supposed to be a 15 minute car ride. So basically he didn't come home and, and this guy ended up taking this kid to Anaheim, California Right, and they eventually caught him and shit. But the Doucette raped him fucking multiple times. Um, how did he get the shit? I, I missed yeah, that. Well, is... here's how did they what? 
how did he get the kid? Like, oh, he was he was their karate instructor. What oh, the okay, fuck? So he was gonna like take him fucking to some thing or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Karate thing, and just took off with him. Kid. Wow, man. That's... I never thought yeah. about it, but how many karate instructors are pedos? Right? Mm, yeah. Weird. So then on March 8th, so the boy's dad, on March 16th, 1984, Plausch, he, uh, there's actually a video of it because the dude, it was like fucking, uh, he was coming out and they were filming him shit because he was coming back for, you know, where they caught him at in California, coming back to wherever he was. Mm-hmm. And this dude was at a fucking phone booth right behind him and turned around with a fucking 38 and shot him right in the head with a fucking, nice. with a hollow point <laughs> on live fucking TV. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. Really, yeah. This was on live TV. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, so, so he. How, um, how long did the father get? He was, here it is. Uh, is there he video of it? For murder. Uh, probably. I didn't go look at it. But right. yeah, there's well, a picture. There's like it. a still image on this thing. Yeah, share it. Um, Bring it up there, the, production the manager. Okay, hold, hold on. Jesus I'm Christ fucking Christ. doing it, dude. Why? Calm down, Coke boy. Jesus Christ. Goddamn. Anyway, so. He stood trial for murder, but found a lenient judge on the other side of the courtroom, sentenced to seven yeah. years on a suspended sentence. <laughs> yeah, bro. Five <laughs> years probation and 300 hours of community service. Dude, yeah, ain't nobody um, gonna convict that dude, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody gonna convict that guy. So then, yeah, so that was that dude, which, fucking good for him. You know, I would have... Yeah. There's a lot of guys in here. This guy black or white? He was white. Of course. of course. Um, this one is fucking super awesome. And there's an actual documentary, like a little mini series about this, but I haven't watched it yet. Uh, this guy, he fucking, it's called Killdozer. Oh, oh yeah, the dude. Yeah, the Killdozer, man. The documentary is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen it? What? Oh, yeah. What's it on? Uh, Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah so it's, it's for a, Teddy, who hasn't seen it. it. In in early 2004, a Colorado man named Marvin Hemeyer plowed through the town of Granby in a massive killdozer. Uh, he tore up 13 buildings and cost $7 million worth of damage. Um, he also had with him a 50 caliber rifle, a 308, and a 22 long rifle. Um, but he didn't actually kill anyone. So no, he was he, pissed he, off. He, he, yeah, because it was Sorry, slow as fuck, but it was devastating. Well, yeah. Well, he had it. Yeah, he 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 didn't actually kill anyone. Um, but he. So what happened is he was pissed off that this fucking zoning thing that he was trying to fight. They were gonna build a mm. factory like right next door. To he he had like a muffler shop or some shit, right? Yeah, and he used yeah. it to cut through to his shop. So he mm. like walked across their property, and they were gonna build this fucking factory there. So he got pissed off and ended up getting pissed that he couldn't fight it anymore. So he took a modified a Komatsu. D355A bulldozer. Uh, he put armored plating on it, covered the cabin engine and even parts of the track. He mounted a video camera on the exterior for visibility and covered it with three inch bulletproof plastic. Uh, he also made sure that the cockpit cockpit inside the vehicle included two monitors. So he observed the destruction from the inside and he built three gun ports in the body of the bulldozer to stick his small arsenal out of. So yeah, yeah he, he just he basically took a long, went around. Did it say how long he? T- I mean, two it was hours. a long time. It's about two hours. No, no, no. I mean, like how long he um oh, to took build to build. This I think thing. it was like several months. Oh yeah, if not longer. Like yeah, it's just a um, small little fucking thing. I don't. Know. Because yeah. I think too, he if I remember right, like he basically made like a shell of concrete mm. around. You know, like he 
impressive um yeah there's that documentary on netflix and there's the engineering um, <laughs> um fuck i can't remember the name of the i'm high never mind i was i had the name of a podcast tell us the story when i be able to think about it yeah god damn it fuck what okay, was the gist sorry. of it you forgot it well all. no it's it's just telling the story the killed dozer in oh. podcast form in podcast form oh. it, it, it's uh love fuck i can't remember the name of it hold on let me look it up. love hate treads i can't so remember. here's two more this one i've heard this story before and i found it super interesting i i thought i saw a documentary about this but in skidmore missouri uh this whole town took vigilante action against one man named ken McElroy. so like pitchforks and uh, torches. Ken McElroy quickly became the resident bully of Skidmore, Missouri. And considering the crimes, the bully label was putting things lightly. For years after he dropped out of school, he was accused of everything from theft and arson to child molestation and statutory rape. But despite being indicted 21 times, he dodged convictions at every turn. After McElroy raped a 12-year-old girl, he divorced his wife and married the child when she wow. was just 14. To avoid a statutory rape charge. When, what year was this? Well, yeah, where the fuck is this? Hold on. Let me just. <laughs> when the when her parents objected, he you shot their dog kids. and burned down their house. <laughs> and after he shot a farmer in 1976, he somehow produced two witnesses who claimed that McElroy was nowhere near the scene of the crime that day. So Ken McElroy was a true terror for Skidmore residents, and they wanted him removed immediately. McElroy's oh, downfall. They did, they, they did a drug history about this, one, I think. McElroy's downfall was a long time coming, but it truly fell into motion in 1980 after he shot the town's elderly grocer in the neck. Though McElroy was charged with attempted murder and eventually convicted, he appealed the case and was later released on bond. What the fuck? Yeah, soon afterward, it seemed as though the entire town was present at a gathering on July 10, 1981 to discuss Ken McElroy. Though it's unclear exactly what they said, there's no question that they decided McElroy had to go. Residents heard that McElroy had gone to the D&G Tavern for a drink. In a prime example of real-life vigilantes in action, the community walked into the bar to confront him, and with no warning, someone began shooting. Some accounts <laughs> describe up to 50 vigilantes involved in the onslaught. Damn. In the end, McElroy was shot multiple times and struck by at least two different firearms. He succumbed to the wounds in his truck. No one called an ambulance or agreed to testify against another person in court. To this day, no one has ever been charged in connection with his death. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Well, you have multiple shooters. Awesome. They probably just all got rid of their guns yeah, right they, away. And... Right, yeah, they right. did a drunk history about uh, about that guy, yeah. Did nice. they? Nice. It was 1980 yeah. that it happened? It was an 80, the yeah. The last one that I want to talk about, and I don't agree with their methods or what they do, they are some ruthless motherfuckers. Their name is Sombra Negra. They are the real-life vigilante group that targets MS-13. El Salvador. Uh, so, Elsa, you know, guys know what MS-13 is, right? The yeah. The yeah gang, the, wait, the, the, so the these guys are American based gang. in El Salvador? Yeah. So, basically, these dudes, um, they're sp- it's Spanish for Black Shadow. Sombra Negra was first formed around the 19- early 1990s as a direct result of El Salvador's authorities being glaringly overpowered by MS-13. Frustrated by the situation, Samba Negra started targeting gang members for execution, especially MS-13 members. Um, 
They come dressed in black with bandanas over their faces. They patrol the streets in unlicensed vehicles and tinted windows. And one of their main missions is to capture MS-13 members and make them disappear. Asombra Negra has grown more powerful over the years. So have the legends of their brutal retribution against the gang members. From sexual torture to dismemberment, the paramilitary group of vigilantes becomes more of a death squad than a traditional band of crime fighters. In El Salvador, Robocop. Yeah, he is. Hey, this is real life footage, dude, from fucking <laughs> El Salvador. El Salvador, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Go back to the continue the El Salvador story. So, like, they so, they put on hit lists of the yeah. Um, most of the victims, they just patrol around and they fucking grab MS-13 members wherever they can and they just slaughter them in horrible fashion. Like they cut their genitals off and fucking display oof. them in fucking in town squares and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. These are ruthless motherfuckers. Um, and Where are they? For, are they so based? Are they like former invasions. military? I have no idea. I'm sure not a lot of people know who the fuck these people are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wear black, wear fucking bandanas yeah. over their face. So home invasions, the sudden killings in the streets. Salma Negger carries out their mission with a ruthless abandon and describes it as social cleansing. And some authorities are even grateful. El Salvador's head of National Assembly, Guillermo Gallegos, has admitted, morally, I support this type of expression because people are tired of the way of, the way of delinquency. That's fucking nuts, man. Yeah, man, they get to they, that point right? where it's mm-hmm. like... Yeah, I mean, really, when you got to fight against... Hey, man, yeah, it's fucking batshit crazy down well, there, you know? But at the same, yeah, exactly. That's why we have this flood of immigrants on the border that are not mexican right oh no yeah they're from central america because it's yeah because of this shit and it's like big these um you know these small families get extorted by these gangs and then finally you know like basically just like they took my shit away or they'll kill me so i'm just leaving Mm -hmm. what can you do so yeah i'm sure she goes boys I'm sure there's other great examples of vigilante justice. I'm sure that you know there's pretty plenty of wet wild west. I should I should do that in my next episode. Look I up was, some wild west vigilante fucking posse's and shit going out. You know, uh, you should have uh, looked at a few of those. There's probably more than a few of the. Um, you know, it's good guy with a gun. In a situation where there's a bad guy with a gun, but the that good guy with a gun gets shot by the cops. And oh, basically, yeah. like, I'm sure, there is. Especially, I'm not. Texas, I wasn't. Sure. I'm not trying to stir up any fucking political discussion at all. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. You know what I mean? I have no problem with anyone who is trained, fucking owns a, a firearm legally, and and protects their shit. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's the fact that fucking we can't have common sense fucking laws because yeah. everyone thinks we're attacking their fucking personal freedom. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like this is ridiculous, man. At this point in time, we just everyone has to have a gun. I'm sorry. How are you going to protect yourself? We've gotten we've gotten to that paradox. Yeah. Where um, exactly. it's kind of like that, uh, you know, mutually assured destruction. Right. Um, with the Soviets, where it's just like, well, you got nukes. Well, we're going to make sure we have nukes because right. it's like you basically yeah. assume any fucking uh, anybody bastard's going to come in with a gun. There's so many of them. Fucking people in Alabama were shot at some church today. Yeah. Really? Yep. There are, and I mean, it's a director's. Also, just no. You know, there are no. too many guns out there. But to to protect yourself from the gun problem, you need a gun yourself. 
Yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of how it goes. Um, so, yeah, we're going to move on to the wet, sexy section. Um, this is where we tell you what's sexy. Oracle, new real VR fishing expansion. Jesus. Oh, I want to see video of this. Bring it up. <laughs> bring it up. Yeah, bro. bring that fucking VR fishing. Yeah, let's see that fresh uh, yeah. VR fishing. So I haven't Ouch. checked in on this game for a while. It's on the the quest, and it's uh, it, before it was it's based called, in. No, it's called the Meta now, or Meta, yeah, Meta. <laughs> uh, this, right. the, the, this was a South Korean uh, video game company that created this originally. So all of the original fishing locations were in South Korea. Now they have uh, Western U.S. spots, 20 different spots in, like, Yosemite. And oh, Lake Basin, it, Real Lakes? Yeah, yeah, and it's oh, fucking shit. badass. Cool. You're, like, fishing, like, on a river, and some bears come up on the shore and shit. Right, and they just, or, like, wave. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fan, no hey, care in the world. I mean, it's really cool too Toss because a salmon, you can you can upload your music on the quest um, and down. actually you know listen to like your playlist while you're fishing and shit and nice. It's a lot of fun. It's nice. it's really good. I'm looking forward to the next generation of VR. I think this is quite good. Um, and well, it definitely shows the potential. Right. It shows the potential. But it, once you, you know, your brain takes care of a lot of things with VR. But once you get like that real photorealism in there without sacrificing, which I think we will be able to achieve on the next generation of VR. I think that's going to be awesome. And this, these guys are absolutely the best in terms of taking photo, um, you know, pictures and putting it on geometry and using a little bit of, um, you know, visual fuckery for you to actually believe that it's, yeah, believe that it's real. But they're, these guys are the best that I've seen. The best, Jerry. Yeah. The best. They're the best. So, yeah, pretty cool. So the DLC, the West DLC was $12. Everybody get down. Um, $12. So that, that, that means two it, drinks. if you get that, you have 40 different locations to fish. And also in the West, they have um, uh, introduced a bobber fishing uh, mechanic. So you can actually set how deep your your lure is in the water. Oh, you couldn't fish with a bobber before? Yeah, you weren't using a bobber before. So that's kind of a cool addition as well. That's what I grew up (laughs) using. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool shit. So if you have a quest. (laughs) Get my bobber. (laughs) Yeah, right. Hey, man, you could. Or when you're daydreaming on the bobber. Don't hate on a bobber, man. Is this actually you fishing Oracle? No, this is some other okay. other guy. I didn't record okay. anything today. Some oh, other motherfucker. Okay. All right. Where is he fishing Now we're moving there, on. Right? Now we're moving on to my sexy. What's it say? is Native Howl, which is a band. Um, I saw them on the show initially. That's actually my fuck what you think. The show got real gay. But this band <laughs> is fucking really good. Like, they are. I, and when I mean really good, like... Every member of this band is a fucking phenomenal musician. So basically, their their backstory is what they were saying. Uh, they they've mashed up this 
video right here. They matched up Harvester of Const or Harvester of Sorrow from Metallica with Man of Constant Sorrow from Oh Brother Where Art Thou. So they call themselves Thrash Grass. So the lead singer and guitar player, he was a uh, he was a thr in a thrash metal band, and then it, it, and he he was kind of thinking one day he's like, hey, I wonder what other genres can fucking meld well with this. And bluegrass isn't actually when you think about it, it's not the same, but it's, it's a the high roots. beat per minute. It's a high beat per minute music, and it's very fast picking, just like fucking thrash is. So they've incorporated it, and they are the best band that I've heard try to do two different genres incorporate. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, like he's using distortion on his acoustic guitar and shit. It's just shit you don't hear, man. And it's fucking phenomenal. Like, they are... They're just quirky. They're are cool. they, I, uh, I, touring or here in the U.S.? Or? Yeah, with Clutch, actually. Oh, <laughs> awesome. okay. But they will Have be. you guys heard they the new Clutch be. album? <laughs> Fuck you. I, I thought clutch was a clutch, you know. Ashtray, we we doing this shot or what? Oh shit! You didn't tell me to get one on now? deck, buddy. Trying to be responsible. You run away now? You gotta, you gotta look at the goddamn screen. Oh, I got a puppy. Walk. Well, the thing is, his green screen thing blurs his yeah. or blocks his shot glass out, so you can't tell. It's a it's a Disney okay. filter. It, it it actually yeah. filters out alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mystic wasn't here for right. Cheers. This is a big Cheers. one. Cheers. This camera focuses if you keep it. Stop talking and drink. Just fucking drink it. Why do you God fucking... Damn it. Why God. do you take ah. all day to do everything? My Why? Because it pisses oh. you guys off. Oh. You guys, like, wow. to, you guys wow. like to hate on who I am. Ah. All right. No, we, we like to hate that you waste our time. Hey, I'm not wasting your time. All right. Petty. Oracle's I'm giving wedding. you all the time I got. Ooh. Shut up. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, Oracle's wedding adventure. Um, so uh, uh, one of our flights got our flight ended up getting delayed uh, horribly uh, because we we're flying through midway, midway. Me and my wife. Uh, so we ended up having like a, like a six and a half hour layover. <clears throat> uh, my wife was like, "Oh, great, being the airport and shit." I'm like, six and a half hours. We'll just go to the fucking city." Yeah. And she'd never been in, she'd never been to Chicago, so we fucking went to Chicago for like six and a half hours. I got me a fucking uh, with the Giordano, uh, Giordano's got me a fucking um. Uh, got me a uh, Italian yeah. Italian uh, beef sandwich. Uh, went to the Bean. Went to the museum. Uh, did some shopping. Um, Which museum did you yeah, go to? Uh, we didn't actually go into the museum. We went to Museum Park because it was oh. it was Sunday. It was Sunday and it was around it was around like four or five o'clock there. We, by the time we got up there, they were all closing down. So yeah. we walked around walked around the uh, museum park. Um, but yeah, it was fucking cool. And then and then, uh, then we ended up tech catching taking an Uber. Uh, back to Giordano's in Ro uh, over in Roosevelt. I went and got me a, a frozen deep dish pizza, which is still in the freezer. Um, awesome. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for my son to come back. We're going to make it then. And yeah, I hopped, hopped back on the fucking train and went to the goddamn <laughs> back to the fucking airport. So yes. with your with your frozen deep dish pizza, did you, yeah, you put that in your luggage? Yeah, my luggage is already on the plane. We, already uh, on the plane, yeah. I put yeah. it in my backpack, yeah. I put and, it it, and it stayed frozen. Uh, it stayed pretty frozen. I mean, okay. it was uh, right. by the time I had a box. By the time I got home, uh, we had we we got to the airport with like an hour, hour left for our flight, and I, like hour and a half left for our flight. And I tried to go find some food and stuff. Um, but it was, yeah, it was it was still it was still it was thawing when I got it here, mm. and I just put it back in the freezer. Okay. So, yeah, it should be fine. Not bad. Yeah. 
<clears throat> All right. Ashtray. All right. Well, yeah. So Teddy was like, yeah, awesome. I got a pizza after Oracle's wedding. Fuck whatever that was about. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, I figured we were both going to be talking about the same thing. Because <laughs> like Oracle wedding adventure. Well, that's like, why I, I wasn't going to talk about it. Because, <clears throat> yeah. Um, we already have a circle jerk. Well, we have a circle jerk amongst ourselves. We haven't shared it with our fans live. Jesus right. Christ, go, Ashtray, your turn, go. Oh, well, I'll just say it was nice to see uh, Oracle's, uh, like, Providence life, you know? We hear about it every week. Yeah, it was, it was nice, yeah. And it sounds like it's, um, you know, he's just lives amongst all these sophisticated people. And... Um, you know, it's the cat's pajamas, but now we realize he's coming back to Wisconsin to his roots. But to see the uh, whole, I don't know, like Providence to me seemed, I love the old East Coast city, but it kind of felt like, yeah, a couple, you know, felt very similar to Boston mm. and the areas it went to. But um, I guess uh, actually going more, especially on Monday, you took, uh, I had to stay an extra day. Um, and I crashed on his futon. So we went to James Jamestown, right? Is that's like the mm-hmm. name of that island? Yeah. Well, Jamestown, it's just at the end of the bottom of the state. Yeah. There's like a like a bridge that goes to it, and then like it's a bridge that goes out to it uh, on the other side. But there's a lighthouse at the bottom, and we you've been there many times but it was always closed you said yeah the museum had never been open when i i was there so yeah i wonder if it was because of pvd fest possibly yeah a a lot of people come to rhode island for that every time i say it i think of it sounds like a venereal disease festival pvd fest that's what i thought it was right but um we went yeah, so we got to go into that fucking lighthouse and meet old Richard, right? Richard, yeah. Fucking Richard. Old charismatic fellow whose father was the, like, ran right. the lighthouse back in 19 dickety whatever. Okay, so let me preface this. That yeah, you come in. A- and Ashtray and I were high on coke and a little drunk yep. and high. <laughs> It's mostly high. We're going into this lighthouse, and this dude, this old dude, is like, "Hey, I want to talk to you. these whippersnappers." Yeah. Okay. Right? Now continue with your your story. Well, it was nice actually to. Um, I mean, not only was he full of, you could tell, like he actually grew up in that fucking lighthouse. Yeah. Um. The uh, and he really wanted to show us these. Um, it was kind of like a big touch display with interactive videos that you could touch on and watch, but it was like locked up, right? Like, you know, <laughs> there's no buttons; it's all touch screens. And of course, the old man and play with his Legos or something too. You want to play with my Legos? Yeah, <laughs> he shared these stories though. So, like, you guys have lived well, and especially um, Carolyn have lived out there. Mm-hmm. And know some of the more of the history, right. and especially that whole uh, story about the uh, was it 1938 flood or hurricane? Hurricane, yeah. Yeah. What was the name of that hurricane? I don't think they named him back then. Oh, because they could never see him coming, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, his first story that he's telling us is he's like, yeah, the storm came in, it looked good, 
And my uh, sister, she was on this bus she just over the there. Nor'easter. And she died. And then it wasn't quite that direct, but it was his. And the thing is, this was before he was born. So this is back, you know, when they pumped out kids because they were like part of the workhorse team. And if they die in a fucking hurricane, you got to have more. Eight more. So his um, his brother and sister were on this bus. And I can't remember how many numbers of uh, children uh, were on it, but. The only people that survived were his brother and the bus driver and his mm, sister damn. drowned on it. Um, you know, which to him, you know, it'd just be like this kind of fabled story because he wasn't even born yet. But right. um, fuck, it's just kind of it was cool to see someone like that because you could then were asking him questions in relation somewhat to the area. So, yeah, Um it's that pretty was, badass, though, when you go into a museum and the dude's just like, well, I grew up here in, like, the thing that you're in, you know, the historical yeah. fucking uh, thing. At first, I thought he was fucking with us, but, yeah, Richard Richard was cool. So, that, yeah. that was a well, nice... Well, and he knew, like, he was steeped in, in the knowledge of right. uh, the steeped place. steeped in the old-timey. Right, old time. Yeah, like, well, even things where he's like, oh, well, this, he's like, yeah, well, back then, there wasn't a connection between these two buildings, like, because it was kind of, there were weird hallways and stuff, and, you know, he was like, back then, it was two different buildings, and so, in the bad weather, you still had to go outside to get to the other one, and they kind of, like, built a connection between the two structures, which is why it's a weird kind of, um like museum house you know what else is weird talking to people that are coked up so <laughs> we move on to me but hey richard had no one else to talk to <laughs> native howl oh that's the wrong one no cover <laughs> is a is a youtube show that i've been watching uh basically it's a battle of the bands what that's right uh it's a battle of the bands what? i was what? talking to my daughter shut up um, but there's like, I don't know, four or five bands a week, fucking blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the fuck what you think part of is, is that Gavin Rossdale, and you guys know who that is? The singer Sounds from Bush. Sounds familiar. No. Oh, yeah. Bush, married the singer to, uh, from Bush. Gwen Stefani. Yeah, oh, wow. used to be married to Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a douchebag. And mm, like, when like he him. fucking, when he like criticizes these bands, he's like, he told this one chick... I don't really, I can't really identify, you know, with you because your lyrics just aren't that good. Okay, I want to read you some fucking Bush lyrics right now. <laughs> is he? Oh, he's on. Okay. So this is like a show, like a music show. Yes, he's on. one of the judges. Okay, on this yeah. fucking battle of the bands, Alice Cooper is probably the best judge because oh, he's uh, fucking great. Alice, I do like Alice, Alice Cooper. So Alice Cooper's great. Toast yeah. Abasi is really good. He's from Animals as Leaders. Really good guitar player. Uh, Liz, uh, Lizzie Hale is on there. Some other chick I've never heard of. Um, and then, uh, and then Gavin and he's the douchebag. He's like the Simon Cowell or whatever. Barbecue. Uh, yeah, he's like the Simon Cowell, but he's not, he's not good enough to be Simon Cowell anyway. (laughs) So I'm going to read you some, uh, some Bush lyrics (laughs) just to give you an idea of the level of criticism that he's given to other people. Okay. 
it must be your skin I'm sinking in. It must be for real, because now I can feel. And I didn't mind. It's not my kind. It's not my time to wonder why. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Those just lie. Hey. Right. Hey. Hey, we could all find any musician's going to have stupid songs. Go by glycerine. Yeah. I'm never alone. I'm alone all the time. (laughs) Are you at one or do you lie? Okay, that's enough. We don't need to fucking subject ourselves to Gavin fucking Rosdale anymore. That show was good, and then it, for some reason they put Gavin Rosdale on it. Oh, he wasn't, oh, he wasn't on there originally. With? No, he was, he was, but he How wasn't long like show a been? douchebag. This is the first season. Mm. Oh, like this seems like all right. Season, like I like the concept cool. here. It is a really cool concept because it's not just metal. Right. There's a lot of different band types of music on there. Well, it ah, sounds like it's the same concept as American <clears throat> Idol, but with like a full yeah, band, right? Bands. Yeah. No, there's there's individual solo artists on there. There's okay. a guy like a country singer called the Last Knife Fighter. That dude's fucking badass, man. That's a cool name. Um, he's a, uh, but it it's it is like American Idol, but they're actual musicians. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like these aren't just mm. singers. Well, that's mm. other people on American shit. Idol. They were write musicians. their own stuff. Yeah, some of them, not all of them. A lot of the winners were just singers, and that's that's kind of what they try to weed out. These are actual musicians. You know what I mean? Like they fucking they've worked on this craft for a very long time. Uh, in the, at least the ones that are making it further on, they're in like the first semi, round of the semifinals. But anyway, Ashtray, fuck flying these days. Yeah, um, so this is my first time flying in probably five years, and, you know, post-pandemic. And, oh, you know, I always said, you know what, I, I, I always fly Delta, love Delta, ne- Delta never let me down, fucking United let me down, American Airlines, if they, are they even around? They let me down. Um, yeah, they're so around. Fl- uh, flying on the way out there was fine. Um but uh, on the uh, way back, they had our flight. Well, not only it was delayed leaving Providence, but then uh, my connecting flight was literally like eight minutes from when uh, we were getting off the plane. And I'm in the back of the plane like fucking idiot. Uh, rookie move. I think I'm going to be the cool kid on the plane sitting in the back. And it's like, oh, fuck, I got to forget. I got to wait for all these idiot old people to get off. And so I'm like <coughs> dumbass idiot in the movies running. Don't stop the plane in fucking flip flops because I thought, oh, it'd be smart to wear flip flops because I don't like taking untying my shoes. <laughs> so I'm like a goddamn fucking dumb idiot in flip flops. <laughs> like a platypus. <laughs> like a fucking traversing. Platypus. I wasn't even drunk yet. Um, the. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I had to wait for a, the you know next flight, which was at four o'clock. So it's like, all right, like fuck, I'm stuck here six hours in Atlanta. But Atlanta Airport is like the Mall of America of airports. It, it is. It big, is yeah. very big. Um, and yeah, so like each concourse is kind of its own village, place, yeah. or like own you know like Mall of America has different levels, and. You got to take that fucking train to go to the uh, 
like a whole next concourse. And yeah, uh, I couldn't get to the uh, two concourses over and then up to my gate in eight minutes and get there departed. So, but then I get stuck there from 4.30 when I'm supposed to go on the plane. They then, oh, postpone it, you know, 40 minutes. And oh, it's going to be like 5.30. And then I was like, oh, no, it's going to be 6.20. And oh, no, no, it's going to be uh, like 7. Then it was 8. And they keep saying, sorry, we're, we're working on, there, there was air conditioning problem. And granted, is high as a motherfucker because when we finally got on that plane after they told us we were going to be on a different plane at a different uh fucking uh tarmac uh, or whatever they're called um it was a heat fucking tunnel getting in there and then i get on get in the plane we're all sitting down and there's a flight attendant like as i can come in i can tell she's getting like up in the face with the pilot <laughs> got a She's like, this isn't how it's done. Uh, always a good sign. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, great. You know, it's already like we've been late. Like everyone's <laughs> under pressure to get this fucking plane off the ground. Um, and then now you got this flight attendant who's like fighting with the captain. And then the engineers who are working on this air conditioning, um, you know, like they got the air conditioning working enough and uh, they had to be brought back onto the plane to basically like calm down this flight attendant who's like i've been flying for 25 years well and she's literally over my shoulder because again i'm a fucking idiot who decided to get a seat in the back um and they're like listen it's it's gonna be fine once they get up there you know it's gonna cool off and in my head i'm thinking like is this like a problem like do the electronics get fucked up if it's too hot and humid in the plane because the ac hasn't been working and they haven't had it on long enough like should i be worried should they be having this conversation right mm. over my shoulder <laughs> and then they come back the pilot says that um you know if you if you have a if you still have an issue with it i want you re- they want you replaced and uh okay so is the pilot saying this over the fucking intercom no, this is like nope it's not over the intercom this is Basically, because I am shoulder behind my shoulder eavesdrop of this fucking drama yeah. of the flight attendant. And the, basically, the pilot called, um, you know, I guess if he probably has some rank to be like, if she isn't comfortable with, you know, this, like, I want to replace. Like, quit your bitching. We got to get this plane off the ground. Mm. You know, and in my head, like, well, yeah, oh, he's the captain. You know, right, he's the he captain. Part of the crew, fucking yeah. on the plane. He's gonna have I'm already been late because I showed you that text or stretch of oh, text. Yeah. It was, it was like ridiculous. five or six where they kept uh, redelaying it. So it's like I could have, like, I gladly would have put a hundred, hundred and twenty-five dollars of drinks in me while waiting that extra period of time if I would have known. But oh, instead, wait, I had so hundred and twenty-five dollars. So you didn't drink. bitch about it, you cock. Um. Oh, no. You just took it like a cock or what? Oh, yeah, no. That's the thing is we oh, had to take it like a cock. gave him a mean look. And also, um, I did get to uh, watch, um, you know, everyone else. And I, thank God I don't have kids because <laughs> that, <laughs> I, probably I mean, there weren't a lot of kids. And actually, the kids were fairly behaved. But I can only imagine trying to appease a child who doesn't understand why we're sitting for nine hours in this stupid, boring airport. Mm. And so, yeah, 
finally made it back. They actually replaced that flight okay. attendant, and it was all like, all right. All of me and the passengers are kind of looking at each other like, are we, should we should be concerned about that? 25 well, years of flying? I don't know. But whatever. It's taking you 12 minutes to tell this story. so Because you know how I am. Yeah. So are we? Are you done? Or what? Uh, yeah, and no. You made it home? Congrats. Unfortunately. Back to reality. <laughs> back to reality. All right. Teddy, nothing in here. <laughs> Mine is this fucking heat wave. Uh, so like I said, we went to Chicago. Um, it was actually kind of chilly in Chicago. Uh, she had to stop and get a sweater. We get we, uh, we our plane lands in Nashville nine twenty. We get our luggage. We walk out the airport and get hit with ninety degree mugginess. Mm. It, it, it's it fucking like it's it's been it's been so goddamn hot here. Uh, uh, next starting <laughs> next next Tuesday, I believe. Uh, this this Saturday it cools down eighty to eighty seven. Um, and but then after that for the next like seven days it's triple digits. Um, wow. I've been trying to keep my house cool. But without like fucking blowing out my my units because they're pretty they're pretty old, uh, especially the one set up in the attic and all that fucking heat. Um, it is seventy six in here now. I finally got down to seventy six at fucking eleven o'clock at night, but it's still like eighty seven degrees outside. Damn. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, Nashville uh, Electric uh, Service uh, they have said until uh, they are not going to cut off anybody's power uh, uh, in, until July first for non payment. Uh, because of the heat, mm. I, that, that, only, that only gives you like two weeks, or whatever. They say if you need help paying, right. uh, give them a call and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, when uh, it gets really hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody gets <laughs> calling. I mean, yeah, we still have we still have August and fucking we still have uh, July and August to go right. I mean, the shit's it, it, this is fucking yeah, this is, this is fucking well, retarded. Yeah, that's some bullshit, man. You know what sucks too is that when you got the fucking full humidity, you could still get dehydrated and die. Oh yeah, bullshit. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just ride feel terrible. Why can't I, I just rehydrate with all this gas. fucking mugginess? Yeah, I want to ride my bike to save gas, but uh, I, it's it's so hot that it's like when you ride, no matter how fast you go, it's just it's just like somebody has a hair dryer on you because mm. the air is not the air doesn't cool you it doesn't cool you down to go fast. I mean, you just you just <laughs> ride right. through hot and muggy ninety degree air, yeah. and then when you stop, you just sit in that shit. So it's not really fun to ride in this fucking heat. But you're riding the yeah. I mean, yeah, and then you got that fucking engine in between your legs and shit, bro. That's overheating for taking oh, sucking yeah, all that hot yeah. fucking air. I mean, it's funny. Sitting at stoplights. Yeah, dude. Fuck it. Actually, um, just thinking about driving, I went to the gas station today, and gas actually is going down a little bit. It was four ninety five. I don't know. I don't know where. In Rhode Island, five twenty five here. Oh, so it's actually lower here. How much is it? Five like twenty two or five twenty five, yeah. something like that. Okay, so it was, it's it's a four. It's four. I, I found it cheap. It's four eighty here. So yeah, it was four wow. ninety five. But I was gassing up, and I thought it was pretty funny because there was this little sticker with Joe Biden pointing his finger and like a a photo of him, you know, and it said, "I did this." <laughs> <laughs> pointing to the gas price and I'm like, you know what? That's pretty fucking good. That's clever. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah, yeah even though yeah, we like all know Even though it's completely wrong. Right, it's completely wrong, yes, but yes. that's pretty fucking clever. Good job. 
Word. Funny. Awesome. All right. Well, that's our show. In all seriousness, go fuck yourself, Adele. Adele. Yeah. Adele. 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 Dumb Wednesday bitch. or Thursday night. She's just a con. She's just a rich <laughs> Wednesday or Thursday night at 10 p.m. Central. Make sure you join the conversation at theredireport.com or facebook.com slash Report. And fuck Twitter. Like and share. So fuck us. We're down for whatever. <laughs> I'm Mystic. This is Teddy. Oh. This is the asterisk. I'm Oracle. So which one are you? <laughs> and I'm and I'm I'm Teddy at asterisk just because you want to be I'm a like, black man. You think yeah, I'm like Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat, and here I'm Teddy or asterisk. No, right. If Teddy ever gets maimed or he's out sick, I will be the fill-in black guy. Fill in black guy. Fill in black guy. Fill in black guy. Oh my god. Yeah, right?